Welcome to the Just Shooting the Shit podcast. I'm your co-host, Sophia Solzner, and I have my beautiful, wonderful, inspirational co-host, Megan Erie, with me. And we are being joined today by Naomi, who is one of the top people from Saddlebook, and she's going to tell us all about her background, motherhood, her journey with Saddlebook, just all the things. So I'm going to pass it over to Naomi to tell her, to tell you more about her. Yep. Here we go. Go ahead, Naomi. (laughs) That's great. Thank you so much, Sylvia. I am so happy to be here. This is very exciting. Um, As I was saying earlier, one of my first times doing this. So thank you. Um, Yes. So I am with Saddlebook and we are an all-in-one event management app for Western events. Um, Barrel racing is our most prominent discipline. That's where our focus started and um, we're going, growing from there. Um, we're a startup, so only been around for about five years. And I've been with the company now since 2019. So going on about four years and it has been a lot of fun. Yeah. How did you get started working with Saddlebook? So, um, great question. Um, my father, Paul Hansen is actually who started Saddlebook and that was back in 2017 and he was about a year or so into it. And he called me up one day and was like, Hey, I could really use some help. (laughs) These producers, they have questions. Do you think you could, you know, help them learn how to use it? And, um, it's like, you know, I have some time. I think I can make that work. Are you going to pay me? Yeah. <laughs> is, this a, is this a dad ask or an employee ask? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and, um, so he's like, yeah, yeah, I can pay you. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see how this goes. I can make it work. And, um, it was a lot of fun. That was my first introduction really into the Western industry. That's awesome. That's so fun that you get to do it with like your dad too. And you get to work kind of as a team every day. That would be really cool. As long as you like your dad, that would be really cool. Okay. So it's an app. So I'm assuming like from the little bit, I looked at it, you're handling like entries and yeah. placings and all of that? Yes. yes, all of the above. So I say all in one event management app because we have, we do have some competitors and traditionally um, they've just done online entries. And so when a producer comes across Saddlebook, they assume the same thing. It's just, it's just online entries. And then from there, you have to take those entries and do something with it. Mm-hmm. With Saddlebook, we handle everything from online entries to the draws, your order of go, um, live leaderboard, results, payouts, full financial reporting for every event, and so on. There's oh, awesome. so much more. Yeah. That's a lot that of That streamlines so many things. Yes. Yes. It really does. So it's really fun when we get on a phone call with a new producer and they're asking questions and we're like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. We can also do that. 
yes, we can do that. And did you know, we can also do all of these things. <laughs> They're like, wait, what? That was how I ended up with Naomi's uh, personal cell phone number because I was I was running the saddle book for the rodeo association I was involved in and I would be like out and I'm like trying to email her from place that I have no like reception at all and she was like please just call me <laughs> I'm like got it and now I'm just like hey what do you have to <laughs> yeah and yeah. it can handle like a multi-event thing like a rodeo where I mean, like, obviously, you know, like a barrel show is one, one event, to say, like discipline or one event Whereas mm-hmm. the rodeo, like it's going to be completely different structure, you know, as far as like, you have cattle draws, you have, you know, team roping partners, barrel racing is by itself, you know, and then you have like the bucking stock events or the rough stock events and yes, but it's all in one app. Yes. Yes. And Saddlebuck does handle all of that. Team roping is the only one that we haven't gotten into yet, teamed events, but that is coming later this year. So we are very excited. That's really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, I can attest to how simple and, you know, like the old school way of drawing rough stock is like poker chips. Well, I would be sitting on my laptop and I would be able to do the draw on the way to where I was going because I was able to do it like fairly just sitting there on my computer and I didn't have to have like the judges and, and all of the other people that had to be by, I just was like on the phone with my arena secretary and I was like, all right, I'm drawing. And I'd press the draw button on the thing. And I'd be like, this is who your draws are. And she would have it and she would write it down. And it was so much quicker from the production side to be able to do it that way and not have to handwrite everything or, you know, throw things in a hat or do the poker chips or whatever, like manual way. Um, And I mean, tradition is tradition, but I will say it's, it's a pretty slick process. (laughs) So glad to hear that. I think one of my first experiences with a producer doing a draw um, and they weren't using Saddlebook at the time, it was exactly as you said. And for me, you know, having recently come into the Western industry, I didn't know how things worked at all. And so we were at a show and there was a producer who literally had written out everybody's name by hand, one by one, cut it up, put it in a hat. And that's how she assigned the draw. And I was like, wait, what? I do this? <laughs> that must be so time consuming. And then, you know, for the rodeo parents and the kids and, you know, anyone who's comp- um, competing to find out, you know, what your stock is that you do and then the order of go and all of that, just from like a paper trail just must be so hard. And you know, that's one thing that I love about Saddlebook is our mission is to give you more time with the with your horse, more time for the things that matter. And so we're trying to automate all these processes to make it easier for everybody so that you guys can do what you love. Yeah, because I mean, as I know, I mean, I've never produced that kind of event, but even as, as a producer, like trying to do anything on your own is like impossible. So that does give that opportunity, you know, for a barrel racer or whatever that they can maybe actually run. Yeah. That's awesome. And you're a mom? I am a mom. Yes. I have a 15 month old boy. 
and um, expecting a little girl in August. Congratulations. <laughs> so exciting. Couldn't tell you were pregnant from here up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's It has been wild being a mom. I have so much respect now for moms and for anyone who is pregnant, you know, before going through it. I didn't know that, you know, how different it was. And then you go through it and it's like, wow, no, this is amazing. Mad respect for all moms. It's kind of a shocking experience. I feel like, like once you become a mom, you're like, oh my God. And then it's not even just, you know, the way that your life changes in the day to day, but it's like all of the things in the world that you see differently now, which like, that was like the most mind blowing thing for me. I come from a really big family. And so I'm like used to having, I was always used to having like little kids and babies and whatever around all the time. We were pretty close knit when I was growing up. And so that part wasn't necessarily shocking to me. The shocking part was like seeing things and the way that the world works and how I wanted my kids to see them and how I wanted my, uh, to raise my kid in that world. And I always felt like that was the more shocking thing, but well, it's so many little things that you don't think about. Like I always tell the story, um, the infanthood was with our first one was so easy. And then it was like the first time that Arthur and I left and went to go to a rodeo actually. And we left him with my parents and we drove a few hours, got out of the car, pulled into a gas station. And we both got out of the car and started walking to the gas into the gas station. And we both stopped and looked at each other. Cause like you normally have to take them with you. You know what I yeah. mean? Like nobody has the like, baby. Where's the baby? Yeah. Where's the baby? And they're like, yeah. Oh, we're by ourselves. Like, it's so bizarre. Like yeah. even, My... even then when I had the second one, it was still, I'd still be like, Oh no, no, I don't have kids. Yeah. It's okay. My youngest <laughs> is going to go to preschool next year. And, um, my husband's grandma and I are pretty close. And she was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I have no idea. Like, I don't even know how to not have a kid with me all the time because I've been so blessed to be able to be home with them and, and be a stay at home mom and then be a work from home mom and be an entrepreneur and like do all the things that I wanted to do with my kids right by my side. And so now like they're all going to be in school next year. And I'm like, what do I do with my hands? I don't know what to do with like, I'm like panicked about it a little bit. (laughs) It's so nice, but it's like every summer, it's like when they go back to school, like the days go by so fast. Yeah. Like it's, you turn around and it's like, oh, there's time for them to be home already. Like it's, yeah. it's crazy. Like, but it's so quiet. That's what always gets me is like the transition back to school in the fall is like how quiet it is. I'll probably hate it. drop in here. <laughs> lip gloss time. You and your lip gloss. Should be on addicted on every device. I think, I think I'm more addicted to this than I was the Blistex. Oh my god. I have two birds bees on my <laughs> desk right now because when I was cleaning my office earlier, I found the one that I blamed my daughter for losing. So sorry, sorry. You know. Sorry. It's fine. She's she's tough. She didn't take it to heart, I'm sure. <laughs> if she did, she got back at me later for it somehow. <laughs> she's definitely she's she's a kid of her own breed and I love her so much so much she walked into school this morning 
she walked into school this morning with like brand new tennis shoes on and like a sweatshirt, like an Ariat sweatshirt and a vest. And she's like, got her hair all done up and she's got her little hydro jug. And I was like, you are so spoiled. Like I'm like watching her walk into school. I was like, you're ridiculously spoiled. But anyways, That's yes. That's girls are supposed to be. Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> my girl would be but I that's why God didn't give me a girl I'll have a niece God gave me a girl and boys who only have expensive hobbies so (laughs) I'm broke anyways (laughs) when we found out we were having a girl I turned to my husband I was like we're gonna be broke (laughs) (laughs) all the cute things we're gonna have to get her Mm -hmm. yes yes yeah so many more cute things for boys or for girls than boys boys it's like and the fashion has come a long way because I mean, when like my oldest is 15, my youngest is 10 and, uh, it was like sports. It was like, do you want trains, tractors, big trucks, or sports on your clothes? Like that was the only options we've come in maybe like a lion or a tiger, but we've come a really long way. Yeah. And that's why I didn't get a girl because I, I couldn't afford a girl. <laughs> I know a lot of people having babies right now and, so like every time I get a shower invite, I have to, I have to buy another gift, which like, I'm not mad about because I like buying things for other people. Um, but I got on Amanda Radke's website the other day and she's like really big in the ag industry. And I was like, okay, I want this baby book and I want this baby book and I want this baby book. And it, cause the, the mom to be had requested books. She was like, we have tons of clothes. We have tons of everything. She's like, we really want books and they raise cattle. So I was like, okay, I know where to get that stuff because you know, so anyways, I love that we have more available to people now, you know, people have written the children's books for kids in the ag industry or who have parents in the ag industry. However you want to say it, we have rodeo inspired kids books. And I think that that's just I think it's awesome because when my kids were little, even like if you got on Amazon, you basically had like three options, you know, and now there's just, there's whole storefronts where people have written books specifically for kids in the Western industry or, you know, anyways. Yeah. The end by Sophia. See ya. Where do you live, Naomi? I live in Arizona. Really? We're in Arizona. I fly into Tucson on Thursday. Oh, nice. I am in Surprise, Arizona. So it's about 40 minutes outside of Phoenix. You have got to get that team roping stuff rolled out. Like Wickenburg during the wintertime is, I mean, I'm probably telling you something you already know, but you know what I mean? But like, that is such the, that's like the winter team roping Mecca. Oh yeah. Everybody. Oh yeah. We have had so many requests countless requests for team roping. And so we're really excited for that to finally come to fruition. (laughs) And um, lots of producers excited about it too. So what was your background before Saddlebook? What did you do? So before Saddlebook, I was actually in high-end retail sales and management and buying. So I did that for about seven years or so. Have you ever considered taking Saddlebook to WESA? Do you even know what WESA is? I don't know. So it's the Western and English wholesale market. Have you ever been to Dallas market, like being a buyer? I have not been to Dallas. We were always in LA. So it's the World Trade Center in Dallas. And every August and January is the wholesale market. And it's Western and English. And it's huge. I mean, 
I don't know if that would be a right fit, but even just networking wise, like it's obviously more of a retail thing. Right. As far as like, but I mean, there's everything there from tack, stall mats, um, clothes, obviously, mm-hmm. um, boots, hats. I mean, you name it, like uh, Smarty, like the, the rope and dummies and how all the dummies, they're there. Um, even just to look into it, it might not be a bad idea. I don't know if it would be the perfect fit, but it would put you in front of a lot of customers. Yeah, which would be ideal. I'll definitely need to look into that. Just even That's getting awesome. your name out there. Mm-hmm. If you go, I'll go. You're going, lady. I have multiple people who are like, you need to come to Dallas. We have to get a bunch of stuff done. Not only do I do this podcast with Megan, but then I co-own Make It Western. And my co-owner over there lives right outside of Dallas in like the Weatherford area. And I'm like, I have to get to Texas. We have to get some stuff done like in person. And so Megan was like, Hey, I'm going to Wessa. And I was like, Oh, I should go to Wessa. And so now they're all trying to wrap me into going to Dallas in August for, for Wessa. So I can get all this crap done. It's a great, it's a great networking time, honestly. Like there's so many people there from so many different walks of life and I would encourage you just, even if you can just visit in August, it's a whole I might have my baby world. there, but that's okay. Oh yeah, yeah, you're pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. There's hospitals in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next year. <laughs> January. Well, I mean, that would be the next one was January. Yeah. And yeah. it comes up so fast. It's so crazy how fast it comes up. Six months doesn't seem like enough time in between the two markets (laughs) no well and especially when you have kids too things just like time concept of time is completely different now yeah oh my gosh yeah just flies yeah it does it really 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 does but yeah that would be fun you know one of the things with COVID and everyone working remotely is that it seems that there's it's been harder to find events to network at and if everyone goes to Wessa that would be a great opportunity. Very, very, very busy. And it's huge. Like, I knew I was going to burp. Excuse me. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. I'm um, not cutting that out, Megan. I refuse. At least I didn't belch very, very loudly. <laughs> There's a video when we were in Vegas, and it's it sounds like a man. It's horrible. I didn't know she was videoing. Um. Anyways, but yeah. So there's like a 14th floor, which is like all of the big retail or wholesalers, you know, like corral boots, lane boots, um, cactus is up there. Lucchese resist all hats, like all of the big, big brands are on the 14th floor. And now I think they have expanded, um, the temporaries to two floors at Wessa. Did you mute yourself? I did because he's in, he, he's in here with this and he wants me to fix it and I can't fix it. So we're arguing. I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt you with my argument with the three-year-old today. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. I would encourage you to go. I, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Cause then you could even meet people that might be able to help you get the name out there more. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. <laughs> it is work though. I mean, it's great. I love it, but it is, it is fun. I have a good time. 
around the time of Wessa, I think like 90% of the people that I do business with regularly are gone. Like they're like, nope, I'm going to be gone for a whole week basically. And then I'm going to need like two days to recover. <laughs> I'm like, I understand. We will just check that off the calendar. Those days don't exist as far as work-wise. <laughs> and then the NFR too. That might be a good place to go. Yes. That. Yes. So we've actually had a booth um, okay. at Cowboy Christmas for the last five years. Where are we all set up at? We are right next to the arena. Um, Upstairs? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was like, we run the junior world finals. Day the hat booth that was set up there so like, here's the like the buck and shoots are right here and then there's the american hat booth with the big banners yeah we're on the other side of the That's arena where i was the last two years nice <laughs> but it's so busy it's not like i get to leave the booth to go see anything right yeah no <laughs> it is crazy it's a lot of work it's so busy but so much fun and on the last day i always get to walk around and see the the fun booths get myself into trouble. I got some Rango boots this last time. Yeah. I've only got to go one time. Um, Bo qualified for a rodeo thing out there. He didn't get to do the junior NFR, but there was a Huey Junior Patriot qualifier out there um, that he wanted to go to. And so we went and I got to go to Cowboy Christmas for like a whole two hours, maybe. And I just was like dropping money like everywhere. My husband was like, we have to leave this money. <laughs> it was so yeah. bad. <laughs> so fun. Yes. So when I got connected with you, you were still in school, right? You were finishing up your degree. Tell us yeah. about your degree and how that applies to what you do now. Yes. So I got my degree in business administration and management. And so that was the perfect funnel into what I'm doing right now. Um, you know, being a startup, we're a small team. And so I wear many hats. Um, I oversee all of our forward-facing operations from our sales, onboarding, marketing, hiring, firing. Um, <laughs> we don't fire. <laughs> Hiring. Um, and then I also work with the development team and engineering team on implementing new features and working with the producers on what they need, bringing that back to engineering and then turning it around, bringing it back to the, the producers and the writers. How many do y'all have on staff? We have, there's five of us. That's and was awesome. your dad a tech guy before? Like, how did this get started? Like, cause I assume he's not in the industry either. Like, so yeah. So my father, he was always in software engineering, information technology design. Um, and he's had several of his own companies throughout the years. And he had finished up his most recent projects and was having a conversation he's we're from Paso Robles California and he was having a conversation with a producer out there and found out that there was really a need for something like Saddlebook in the industry to to automate it because everything up to that point was done through pen and paper 
And so you can only imagine how time consuming mm-hmm. producing a show is and, you know, for the writer, for the producer, for everyone involved. And he grew up, his sisters were, he had a couple sisters that barrel raced. He had another sister that was into dressage. And so he did grow up around horses. Um, And so he decided, you know what, I'm going to give this a try. Let's, let's see what I can do. And um, so that's how Saddlebook came about. And then from there, I hopped in and it has been so much fun. You know, I I didn't grow up in the Western industry, um, but in my background with even, you know, retail, um, it's all about the relationship. And so that's one thing that I've really loved about Saddlebook and then having been with it from the ground level is I have the opportunity to make all these relationships with producers and writers and you know know each other on a first name basis and their kids and you know what they're up to (laughs) a month in and month out and um so it's been a lot of fun for me to be able to participate in that and then to just you know learn more about the western industry and one thing that I really love about it is how community and family oriented it is. And how, when you go to a show, you know, you see kids, they're out, they're playing in the dirt. You know, Mm -hmm. you rarely see a kid that's, you know, on their, on an iPad, they're out, they're having fun. They're doing things with their hands. And I just think that's amazing. Um, And it reminds me of like how I grew up. So I, I was born in the States, but I actually grew up in Indonesia and I was really, yeah, I was there from 10 to 18 and it was very family and community oriented. And so I think that's, it all started there and then coming back and getting into this industry. I'm like, Oh, I found, I found a home and I love it. (laughs) So that's why I wanted to do a podcast. Like I wanted to give people a platform to tell their story. Like you're from Indonesia. Like what? I mean, you're not from, but you know what I mean? Like you lived there for a very long time and that's crazy. I, yeah. But that's what I love. I love like learning about people and you never would have, I never would have found that out, you know, <laughs> these conversations. You didn't yeah. put that on your social media for her to stalk prior I to know. this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Grew up in Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> Add that to your Facebook bio. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) do you, so do you have, did you bring like, or keep anything with that, with growing up there to your adulthood, like any culture or cuisine or anything? Well, yes. So, you know, you bring up culture. It's so funny. So Indonesia is so, they have so much culture and America really it's it's a melting down I mean like the rodeo industry does I feel like that's why I love it so much but like as a country like we have McDonald's I mean you know what I mean like I feel like there's a lot of like separate cultures within America but like as a country as a whole you're right it's like McDonald's or you know yeah 
Yeah. And that's not culture. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> we but identify I- as a giant M in the sky that's open. Well, it used to be open like 24 seven, but yeah well and that reminds me like when we were in Indonesia we, people would see us we're white we stand out we've got blonde hair blue eyes and um so we automatically had status and um when they saw us they thought of okay America Britney Spears everyone Britney thought Spears of is kind Spears. of culture yeah, so there we go. We have McDonald's and Britney Spears. <laughs> oh, but no, it was crazy because after living there for eight years, like those were formative years in my life. Yeah. And when we moved back, everyone was like, wow, like how was it over there? You must have had such culture shock. And really, it was the opposite. Moving back to the States is when we had major culture shock. And you would think, you know, that's that's where we were from originally. So why would we have culture shock? But really, it was the lack of culture that it was like, okay, what do we do with this? This is, this is going to take some getting used to. Yeah. yeah. Um, And you said like that part about like community and all of that kind of stuff. And, and Uh you can even tie that to like motherhood, you know, they're like, it takes a village, it takes a village. And for a lot of us now you look around and there's, there's not a village like there used to be. And, you know, one thing that I've seen is, you know, grandparents, they start passing away and they were the glue that held the family together. And then you're kind of like using, losing these family units even also. And that's one of those things I wish America would have kept up is that feeling of community and family and, and belonging to a place, you know? And I think that that's probably why a lot of us gravitate towards the Western industry. Like we love what they stand for and what they believe in. And, you know, even if you didn't grow up in it, like there's still such a sense of belonging. If you're passionate for the same thing that other people are passionate for in the industry, if you believe in the same things. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I lost my train of thought. I felt like I had something like really important to say there, but obviously I didn't. Uh, No, I love that though. And that's one thing that I'm so grateful, you know, being in the Western industry and then now having babies and them growing up, I want them to be able to grow up and experience what it's like to have community and, um, you know, people around you that love you and care about you and you don't have to be stuck to a phone or an iPad. Not that there's anything wrong with that because those are amazing inventions and can help keep them entertained. But yes, I just think it's really, really cool. My kids even like um, come home from school and they're not allowed to have their iPads or videos games or anything during the week. It's like a weekend only thing. And we're always so busy on the weekends that it's like, they don't even really play them on the weekends. This one, the three-year-old can kind of have it, you know, throughout the day if I really, really, really need him to leave me alone. But obviously the whole cartoon thing lasted a super long time since he's on my lap now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And then my my kids will come home from school and they're like, well, so-and-so gets to play their video games after school. And I'm like, well, I'm not so-and-so's mom. So that's their problem. That's not my problem. You know, go outside, 
We have a huge yard. We have everything you could ever want. Go outside. It's fine. We have a winter storm warning, but go outside. Well, I didn't make them go outside yesterday. <laughs> Plus, it was a Sunday. They were allowed to play video games. <laughs> oh, oh, did you hear him now? He goes, now can I play outside? <laughs> oh, sweet baby. He's my one. Last week when it was like 70 and 80 degrees in Iowa in April, which was amazing. He was literally outside from like nine o'clock in the morning when we would be back from dropping the kids off and, you know, got ourselves together for the day. He's like, I'm going outside. And I'm like, bye. And I like had all the windows open and I check on him every once in a while. And he like came in for lunch and went right back outside. So he's my, he's my outdoor kid. He wants to be a farmer when he grows up. Oh, and a dirt bike racer. And a dirt bike racer. Yes, that's very important. On a red dirt bike. Oh, only red. I thought the other day that it was blue, so it's it's changed since then. But he switched teams. Uh huh. Yeah. Whatever. Brands. Apparently, it's a brand thing. Honda's red. Honda's red. Yes. Yamaha's blue. Yeah, we have a red one and a green one. Green one is Kawasaki. Orange is KTM. Yep. We don't have one of those because they're expensive. My youngest wants to be, wants to race dirt bikes. That it, I mean, I have a video of this freaking wild thing. He, his dad let him ride our little 50 by himself for the first time the other day, or like, I guess it was like two or three weeks ago. And now he thinks that he's like the real deal. And I have a video of him just like flying. My husband put it in second gear. And he oh, just okay. went freaking crazy no fast across the cornfield. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I didn't fall off. I didn't That's do, good. I ride a bike by myself. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. That's Without awesome. Without dad or mom or nobody. Nobody. <laughs> and you went fast. Yeah. And... The dirt bike noises and everything. Yeah. Go outside. And then Bo would pass me on the red dirt bike. Yeah. And I would pass him. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) He's cracking up. (laughs) Have fun. Now he said I was doing away with dirt bikes. He's going to slam the door. Fine. Every time. (laughs) That door must be really light or something. Or maybe he just never learns. I don't know. His dirt bike noises crack me up, though. He'll just be sitting in the back seat and we'll be driving in, like, silence. And he just all of a sudden will be like, and make the dirt bike noise. I'm like, whatever. I can't. I don't know. well i think that's it we've been on here for like 45 minutes thank you so much for joining us yeah i'm gonna hear more about indonesia though one day yes i'm fascinated we'll definitely have to have you back on here and we can deep dive into (laughs) indonesia visit yeah Yeah. for sure after you have your baby girl and then you can tell us about the shock of going from one to two (laughs) yes don't say that that means I should be expecting a shock (laughs) no no I I think for everybody it's different truly I mean mine was the polar opposites how because one you're like okay I got this down like I know what I'm doing like 
this yeah. is what to expect. And then number two is like, you can throw that book out the window, lady, because none of that applies to me. Mm-hmm. That that was the shock to me. It wasn't so much as like handling two kids as it was like thinking I was prepared, thinking I was like, I'm a mom. I've got this in the bag. It's going to be easy peasy. And my second one was difficult about everything and the polar opposite from his brother about everything. What worked with number one did not work with number two. That was what was a shock for me. I also hate to say this, but my oldest is a boy and my second is a girl. And uh, she was not nice to me. So. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my that second is- wasn't either. He yeah. Didn't, he didn't sleep. Um, I have videos of him like crying when he was a toddler. I'd be trying to cook dinner and he just wanted to be held all of the time. Like. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't sleep, and that was the worst part. It's like I'm sure that your daughter, daughter, your second child, though, is gonna be like a We're breeze. There's gonna be. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so because my first Roman, he did not sleep. Like he was up. I kid you not. This is not an exaggeration. Every single hour until ten months old. So I just. I really hope that I'm going to get some sleep this time. Probably, <laughs> probably not, but it's, your it'll be, See, it'll be like polar opposite. Yeah. Yeah. And you're conditioned for it, but you know, there you go. You'll have the polar opposite this time, just like the rest of us, except she, she we got is. the easy kid the first time. So you're going to get yeah. the easy kid the second time around. It's going to be great. Yes. And she gets to wear pretty hair bows and dresses and all kinds of stuff. So even if you are sleep deprived, you know, at least there's cute outfits involved. oh my gosh well if you don't hear from me for a while after august send help this is right yeah (laughs) yeah well if you need anything you know me and megan are around we we got the we got the experience and the the obviously really crappy um pet talks to to give Noted. Do not take advice from me. <laughs> they will just scare the shit out of you. <laughs> remember how we talked? We were, remember how we said we were going to talk about motherhood? Yeah, we only talked about like the bad parts. <laughs> that is so good, though. Like as hard as my second one was, like there was just a point in time where a switch flipped, and he was like so good, still a little petulant, but he is my shadow. Like he is mama's boy. It was just, I don't know what happened, but at one point in time, like a switch flipped and he just loves me to death and things got a lot easier. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can, I feel like I can attest to that too. Like Georgia had super bad colic and she never slept and she always was crying and like I was like girl I'm never gonna like you like you need to get your shit together I'm glad you said that because I felt bad about saying that like I didn't didn't, (laughs) there was a long period of time where I did not I loved my child but I didn't like him like it was it was so hard I I'm not a crier and I cried a lot and I then it was just like a switch flipped and it was like yeah and now me and Georgia yeah me and Georgia are like besties now and I and some of that I always like attested to being like a mother-daughter relationship and she has a very similar personality to me so we're both very strong-willed and opinionated and we're loud and you know it's our way or the highway 
95% of the time. And so, you know, when you put two of those personalities together, they don't typically mesh, but for the most part, we're like besties and so we're not, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess I never like thought of it that way, but there definitely was a time where I just like could tolerate her maybe (laughs) or she changed or something yeah it was just hard like and I remember like thinking like why why don't like I love you but I don't like you there was a lot of times Colton would get home my husband would get home and I would just like hand him a screaming Mm -hmm. baby and I'd be like I'm leaving like I have to literally leave the house I cannot be here anymore I need a break like I can't I gotta go and I would just leave and I would come back when I could come back. Cause I was like, can't do it anymore, dude. Can't do it. But again, you're going to be totally fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But at least, you know, like, I don't know. Cause I feel like motherhood is so isolating. Also, like huh? there was nobody for me to talk to about that. Like, you know, and feel like confident, like I'm not going to be judged about saying that. Like, mm-hmm there was nobody to tell me like, it's okay. Like this is normal. Like, and there's other people going through that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even to feel like validated in your choices as a mother, you know, it's like, even sometimes the people who are closest to you are like, you're doing what, you know, like baby led weaning was like one thing that one of my grandmas just could not get past. She was like, you're feeding that kid a French fry. I'm like, yeah, it's mashed potato. Like it's essentially mashed potatoes, like that they can pick up. It's not the end of the world. And like, whenever like the kids would like gag or something, she would be like, oh my God, they're choking. They're choking. They're choking. I'm like, grandma, they're n- I'm literally sitting right next to this kid. I do this every day of my life, three meals a day. Like they're fine. This is the way people do things now. Like there's studies proven that you, that this is like a better way to do this. And she just like hated that I did that to my kids, you know? So it's like, even like just choices like that, like feeling validated as a mom is when there's nobody around you that understands or you feel like agrees with you, that is such an isolating feeling as well. Like, yeah. Yes. And socks. That's my mother-in-law. Where are his socks? <laughs> he doesn't, he's fine. <laughs> Fell off. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> but I'd be like, you want me to duct tape him to his legs? Like, what do you want? <laughs> My youngest is still like that. Cause it was like both the boys, like immediately upon getting in the car, shoes and socks off. And they're 15 and 10. And if we are taking a road trip more than going to town, the shoes and socks come off. I bet I can go up to my car right now and there's, I know there's shoes and socks in my car still. Like all the time. Yeah. Always. If my youngest did not keep socks on at all. I usually try to wear like sandals or Crocs and then bring whatever shoes I'm going to wear there because I like to take my shoes off in the car. But when we stop at the gas station, like I want to be able to just like put something on my feet, go inside, come back out, you know? Mm-hmm. it'll be like the dead of winter and my husband's like what are you doing and I'm like wearing Crocs because I'm not gonna wear real shoes today. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's one thing that I love about Arizona is you know it's hot most of the year it feels like um 
And so that's nice because you don't have to put on real shoes. Yeah. You know, when it's 90, my son doesn't need socks. He's no. Oh my gosh. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be okay. No socks. <laughs> He'll be okay. He's not going to get hypothermia. Yeah. <laughs> I know. His little blue toes. 90 degree weather. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> Well, well, thank you like so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. We could you talk so about much. motherhood forever. I know. <laughs> but we will let you get back to your real life. Yeah. Have fun and send us pictures when baby girl gets here because I'm so yes. excited. I will. I will. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Have a great day. You too. Bye.